Welcome to the Geeks Work podcast. Hassling films to save you watching. It's, it's another podcast. Live it. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I'm Trevor Jones, and we are here to bring you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, reviews sweat on the online series as they stream, and trailer talk on upcoming feature films, and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Sharing the frame with me today are Akosh. Hi. Kingdom. Hey there. It's Stephen Code. Hi. And Neo Geo. Hello. Between your ears and our voices, we take this opportunity to make the most of our podcast technology. Recorded on Shure microphones, sound mixed in Pro Tools, and projecting on the Optoma Full HD projector. We are computerized by Toshiba, but we are now recording live and direct from Ithaca House. Bring it on. Okay, so um, today we're going to look at the trailer for the film Vice, which came out in, which is going to come out, I think, in 2018 or 19. Uh, Akash will get us a release date on this. um, Adaptation of the magazine. 2019, January 25. uh... Stephen's got a question. No, mine was a silly question. What was your silly question? My question was, is it an adaptation of the magazine? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it would be it would probably be uh easier to easier to digest if it was, but it looks like we're getting a slice of life of uh, American recent American history. So I'm just gonna play back um the trailer from Anna Puruna Pictures. Here we go. Vice. That was the trailer for Vice, uh, featuring Christian Bell, Amy Adams, Steve Carell, and Sam Rockwell. What do we think, guys? 
I don't know. Can I just say that I wasn't a massive fan of The Big Short, which was the director's previous film about the banking crisis. Seemed to me that it was kind of a self-indulgent film, more interested in actors doing turns than the story. I mean, this is also... I'm guessing this is like a Plan B production because Brad Pitt's name's on the uh, credits of this um, trailer... So it looks like there's a small pool of actors that they've brought back almost directly from the big short to kind of tell another story, as it were. Yeah, and it almost seems to me like there's more emphasis on the acting and the prosthetic makeup than the significance of the story. Obviously, the significance of the story is George W. Bush, War on Terror. Yeah. But it seems to me this is like about the acting, about actors, especially men, because it's always bunches of male actors Mm. doing very visible acting in prosthetic makeup. And there's kind of a jokey, jaunty tone that's maybe not appropriate for the War of Terror. Mm. Obviously, I'm prejudging (laughs) this because I haven't seen it, but that is the impression I get from the trailer. I mean, I'll be honest, this is one film where... Um, yes, it, the way it's titled by just calling it Vice, it's easy to mistake it for um, the magazine. And also uh, thinking that the magazine suddenly come out of its own movie. But the Do you think it would have been called Veep if there wasn't already a TV series called Veep? Um, yeah, because Veep's <laughs> vice president, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah. yeah. And uh, there is a comedy thing for that. And I suppose like um, after like Veep and uh, what was that Michael J. Fox um, comedy uh, that used to be on TV as well about the assistant who wrote for the oh, what president. Was that? that was um, oh. I can't remember it was, but it's like um, <laughs> there's so many of these shows that have probably taught and talked about um, uh, Spin City. Spin City, yeah. They should have called it Dick. Yeah, <laughs> but the thing is, I think after Veep, uh, Spin City, um, what's the other one with uh, where Martin Sheen got to play president as uh, well? West Wing. West Wing. I think they've probably used up all of the titles that they could probably get their hands on. But I think, um, going back to Dom's point, I think you've got this situation where most of the promotion about this film and publicity, I don't think it's been about the acting. It's been about how much weight Christian Bale's really put on in real life to play the part. Oh, is he doing his body thing again? He goes up and down. I think so, yeah. Because he, he should do that as like a trick in a like a freak show or something. A balloon do, do trick. Yeah. He could go around the country putting on lots of weight and then losing lots of weight in a very short amount of time. Yeah, because I he think he'll pay for the privileges of what you can do. Yeah, because I get the feeling there's this gratuitous <laughs> shot. Um, it's like one minute seven seconds into the trailer of like a pot-bellied Christian Bale. <laughs> Um, putting his hands on a kind of a double uh, bed bunker, and I just get the feeling that that's not. There's no real reason to put that in there apart from the fact that they're saying like, did Christian Bale really put the weight on to do or this? Or is role? that a prosthetic pot belly? It could be a prosthetic pot belly because I can't see any actor, particularly at his age, wanting to put that amount of weight on. Um, it's kind of extraordinary. Yeah, huh? Robert De Niro. For uh, Raging Bull, yeah. But it's kind of extraordinary, Christian Bale's physical body transformations. I mean, there's no other actor who's been well, what, really, what? really buff in Batman and then yeah. completely emaciated in The Machinist and yeah. then well, obese almost Terry in this Jones film. in um, the Mr. Creosote sketch. I mean, that was a... What's that? <laughs> that didn't really happen, though, did it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But the, um, so, yeah, he said, um, I mean, even the BBC is talking about how Christian Bale put on a lot of weight with a lot of pies. But, I mean, did, did there anything excite you about that trailer, um, Akash, to see the story of Dick Cheney? Well, um, 
I'll be honest, I don't know this, the story. What was it? I mean, I mean, it's the recruitment of um, George Bush's number two during his time in power. I'm not sure if it was during his second term, but first term. Yeah, first term, thank you. But um, I'm not sure if you've really got a sense of is there a story to tell? I, I mean, I think he represents maybe um, multinationals coming into politics and like corrupting people's um, elected officials and making it more business-like. It's kind of like, I mean, he was kind of the power behind the frame, wasn't he? Because, um, you know, it, George Bush wasn't really... Uh, yeah, he was the president, but it was like kind of Cheney and Rumsfeld who were the guys that were running everything. But yeah. It was more of like a, a figurehead for them, president. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, the only time I really heard about Dick Cheney was the um, the shooting at the duck hunt where um, I think there was some kind of political official... Face, didn't yeah, there was some kind of political <laughs> official that he had an, a slight disagreement with beforehand and they all went duck hunting together and <laughs> that individual got shot <laughs> in the face and um, nothing was really said about it again. I'm not sure if we really want to go into whether... What the motives was behind that, but it was a very curious uh, situation. I mean, I assume it's going to kind of go into nine eleven and everything, and what the mm. kind of how. I mean, the, the, in the trailer, uh, I mean, we saw uh, uh, Bush and and uh, Cheney the kind of interview about the job, but obviously that's before nine eleven. So I'm um, yeah, I suppose it's to be about. What were your feelings about the trailer? Nia? I, I thought it seemed quite interesting to me. I mean, Steve Carell and. Jesse Plemons in it, so that that's kind of good. So I like those two. Um, yeah, I thought. I mean, I might give that a look. I didn't really. I mean, when you put the trailer on, I had no idea what it was that you were going to show me. Yeah. But yeah, that, that you had a face of apprehension when I typed in the words "vic" <laughs> letters "vice". Um, uh, Neo Geo, what's your thoughts about that trailer? What do you think about it? Quite lucky because it's all based around the first um, interview. He has, and um, the film is him mm. being the vice president, sort of hiding behind uh, George Bush. Mm. And he sort of becomes the most powerful man on earth because he's, yeah. he, he's not the face that everyone can recognize. So but, he can but, he, freely. Yeah, but he's the man behind the curtains and he can, but with a lot of power. Wow. So it's sort of the ideal position to have if you, you know. I mean, I'm seeing some kind of similarities between this film and another one that uh, Christian Bell was in called, um, uh, I, wanna say, I don't want to say American Horror Story. Uh, it was American Hustle. And um, I feel like there's a similar vibe to that. But um, like going around the room, um, Akosh, is this a film that you'd want to see at the cinema or wait for it to come online or give it a miss? Uh, well, I like films, but I'm not actually I'm going to go to the cinema. I'm not really interesting, but I, maybe an online or something. Watch it online. Okay, cool. Uh, Dom, how do you feel about this film? I think it's an online watch for me. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I got the American Hustle thing as well, maybe because there's Amy Adams in it as well as Christian Bale. Mm. But if it is like American Hustle, that's the wrong tone to take <laughs> for this story. So, Yeah. Online watch for me. Okay. Uh, Neo Geo, is it online for you? Or I'd, I'd probably go out of my way and watch it in movies because uh, there's, uh, there's a good sense of like anticipation. Okay. So you'd, I'd, I think also we were all present during those times. Mm. So it's sort of good to 
see it back on the to see last what day was again. actually going on from another point of view. So cool, cool, cool. Um, so it's Stephen Code. Um, well, online, but then I don't like going to the cinema. So there's, yeah. there's no, that was never a choice. Yeah, so, yeah. Don't like the cinema. I don't like going to the cinema. Why? Because you're sort of trapped. <laughs> what? It's kind of trapped. Why? Because you're in the seat, and what if you want to go to the toilet, and then you have to walk in front of people in the and dark it, as and well, I'll, and you can't talk, and you can't. No, I don't. I've never really got on the cinema. Okay, that's no. cool. like right now. You're in a seat. You can't walk in front of people. You can't talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in a dark we room. won't charge you seven quid for a popcorn. The last, and we're in a dark the, room. The, the as last well. film I saw at the cinema was Inception, and yeah. that was that kind of put me off. For what? But can I say something? <laughs> it was a long time ago. Can I can I say something? The Inception is probably the one of the most disorienting films. I was you can see so in bored. the cinema. <laughs> no, but the thing is, <laughs> no, but the thing is, even okay, I'm not sure what you can say about the boredom, but as, in terms of like that sense of um, feeling trapped and nervous inside the cinema, Inception kind of is intentionally doing that by trapping you in a world inside a world. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I didn't. No one explained to me what this film was before I went. Inception. Yeah, <laughs> and they know that I don't really like Leonardo DiCaprio as an actor. Yeah. Especially when he's pretending to be Christopher Nolan. It was two and a half hours long, either. All films are two and a half hours long these days. I think any film over one and a half hours long should be fined somehow. Okay. All right. So every minute over, you get like a like a fifty thousand dollar fine. Christopher Nolan's like the one guy who could pay that. Yeah, Christopher Nolan could actually probably afford that. Um, So what I was going to say is uh, we've got two. Um, go to the cinemas. Uh, no, free. <laughs> no, it's free. Watch it online yeah. and one go to the cinema. So um, I think I want to. I, I feel like I've got a, a crazy choice vote now. So um, I don't know. I'm not sure if I want to see this at the cinema. I don't think there's enough excitement about. It, so I think. Go on, I'll, I'll get tickets, do. Trev. Huh? I'll get tickets. Uh, Come I, on. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking watch it online. Um, oh. I I think. Um, I don't know what it is, but I think it's something about maybe the fact it's a, a Brad Pitt production and it's did you, did you like Did you like the uh, and, Big uh, Short? Uh, I haven't seen The Big Short, but, <laughs> did you I, like the big short? but no. I did see um, War Machine, really, yeah. which was uh, another... It's two of us. I, I, I did see War Machine, and um, I think that was not too bad, but I, I don't think I would have wanted to see War Machine at the cinema. What was the, the, the marching call? Or something like this. It was... Um, this bankrupt uh, things was very good. Uh, the um, one second, I don't know what was the title. All right, well, we'll come back to that. But um, okay. to finish off with Vice, to coming out in January 2019, uh, we're going to go for a Geek Sweat recommendation to wait for it until it comes online. Um, now we're going to talk about a new film coming out in 2018 called The Upside. And this is a comedy feature film starring Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. Here we go. So we are going to restart that. So again, a comedy film called uh, The Upside, coming out in 2018, starring Brian Cranston and Kevin Hart. And away we go. Tell me about the time when you worked hard to solve a problem. This morning, getting up. Better find you someone you like. Let me be your arms and your legs. I love that. 
So that was the Upside uh, 2018 featuring uh, Kevin Hart, Brian Cranston, and also Nicole Kidman. And um, it seems like we are looking at an Americanized remake of an earlier feature film. Uh, can you tell us a bit more about that, Akash? Uh, well, actually, it little surprised me of this trailer. <laughs> um, so what's the name of the um, the feature film that this was uh, um, based on? Untouchable. Untouchable. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, a, it's a very good French movie. It's based on a true story. Uh, but this one is, <laughs> is very awkward, I think, this version. I mean, the original film came out the Untouchables uh, seven years ago and it featured I think it was Omar Sy yeah well, and IMDB is uh, is an IMDB top 38 or something 35 yeah the original one okay uh, this one this one is 4.4 already yeah already wow uh, yeah and then just recognize it is this Kevin Hart is 5.4 uh, uh, tall only uh, you mentioned his height or his rating I don't know I, I just <laughs> next to I just saw the next to uh, Nico Kid <laughs> I mean I, I'm hoping that um, I mean uh, Kevin Hart has made a lot of films and a lot of his films seems to like kind of he knocks it out of the park but he feels like he was kind of shoehorned into this role because I, I don't think he's going to be able to play it like the emotions of um, how Omar Sy was like this kind of renegade tough guy. He was out uh, just trying to find a job. I think he's going to, because his humour was kind of coming from, um, let's say, kind of an earnest, hardworking, dark place. I'm not sure if Kevin Hart's played those type of roles before. I would say Kevin Hart's major talent is transcending poor material. Yeah. Because he's been likeable and mm. fairly good in some pretty ropey films like yeah. Ride Along, Ride Along 2, Think Like a Man, Think Like a Man 2. <laughs> These are not good films. And yet somehow Kevin Hart retains this kind of likability. And there was another and he's one. even good in some of them. Get Hard, I think, was another one with Will Ferrell, where um, I think the material that Will Ferrell had to work with is kind of limited. Uh, as well, I don't think it was um, the funniest uh, thing that he was ever been in. Where he's playing like Darnell, trying to play make this um, guy who's about to go to prison like tough sort of thing. 
yeah, the whole like unspoken thing about Get Hard is this guy doesn't want to get raped in prison, basically. Mm, yeah. And they somehow spun a 90-minute movie out of this. Mm. And yet, Kevin Hart is okay in it. He's quite likeable. He's always likeable. Actually, Kevin Hart kind of does a lot of sequels because he's in Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. And um, I'm, I'm quite sure they're actually doing a sequel to Central Intelligence as well when he was with The Rock. But, well, I can't um, ever remember seeing a film with Kevin Hart in and thinking, wow, that was a really good film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yet, I kind of like seeing him. Yeah. Actually, uh, there's one, Death at a Funeral. That was okay. Okay. I mean, I think if this is like an what? out... Death at a Funeral. The remake? Yeah, that was okay. Oh, uh, no, he's, no, no, no. He's no. lost Akash now. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> the original okay. one. The original was better. I'm citing Death at a Funeral as the high watermark for films that Kevin Hart's been in. I can't think of a better one than that. When was he a Death the worst film ever. Oh my God, man, no. How long ago? I'm not saying it's the best film. I'm saying it's the best film Kevin Hart's been in. I can't think of a better one. Can you think of a better one? Okay, but <laughs> the film is not so good. Uh, I think, <laughs> me personally, I, I think the best film he's been in uh, so far in his career, it could be This Is The End or it could be uh, the Jumanji one because he gets a lot of, he gets to do a lot of stuff there. But yeah, definitely Funeral, um, it's happened and um, we just got to live with it. But um, Neo Geo, what did you feel about the upside? Had you seen the original or you didn't care too much for it? Or? I have seen the original and it's a great movie, great French movie. Um, I haven't seen the new one. Yeah. Uh, and I don't want uh, Hollywood to mess it up. Okay. Uh, that's my only comment. But, so you, you know, don't want your side order of fries with the Intouchables? Yeah, I mean, I... I, I you know, the original is great. It's nothing that I would change about it. Uh, you know, great movie. Um, so, yeah, I haven't seen the new one, so I'm not going to comment any further. But, yeah. Okay. And um, it's Stephen Code. Hello. What is your opinion on what you've just seen? I, I, I have trouble watching... watching films where a disability plays such a big role and is... Mm. It's always they always get it wrong, <laughs> and yeah. so it becomes easier just to to ignore. Which part <laughs> of which part does I don't the movie know? Well, well I've got the impression from the I mean I mean just uh, from the trailer, like Kevin Hart comes along. This well, Brian Hampton's quite miserable before he comes along. Yeah, is that true? And um, so is that in the, in the original French film? In the original French film, there there is a, a meeting of the minds. Let's put it that way. There's a bit okay. of a driver Miss Daisy element to it of okay. culture clashes. Okay, but yeah, no, I wouldn't watch it. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Would you consider watching the original, knowing that it's won awards and it was an eight point five out of ten on IMDb? Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think of it being a watered down re the American version being a watered down remake? I I I don't know. It's hard to have an opinion on that when I have because this is based on a true story. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah and the and the and end of the original one. It, it depends. It depends how the disability. Don't tell us. Don't tell us. It depends how the issue of disability is used. You know, it depends. You know, if it's kind of like this guy is helping him yeah. be better. Yeah. I, I hate that sort of storyline. Yeah. Kind of to say people need people to bring them out of themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, yeah, it's used so much stick and it sucks. So Yeah. yeah. So uh, you want a people don't need people no. story about disabilities? Uh, but yeah, maybe, yeah. If if it's done right. If it's you know, getting them written by disabled people. Mm. You know, then you'll get the truth. <laughs> yeah. 
Then get something more authentic. Oh, because you think that <laughs> there might be like a layer of skin lost of like how meaty and interesting yeah. this, this yeah, could yeah. be. I mean, I would recommend you actually watch Untouchable from 2011, but I don't think this particular remake's that good. I mean, from what I'm seeing of it, it's like, um, I think it's got the disadvantage of if you've seen the original before and because it's based on a true story. It's based on a French film. Yeah, called okay. Untouchable. There's yeah. that awful, what's that awful remake? There's a, the French film, A Dinner for Schmucks with um, Steve Carell. Yeah. yeah. That was based on a brilliant French film. Yeah. Which they completely ruined with the remake. In, yeah, yeah. With Steve Carell and oh. Well, I think there was awful. another French film called, uh, I think it was Taxi, which uh, was remade yeah. with, uh, I think, is it Jimmy Kim? Not Jimmy Kimmel. No, 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 the, uh, And uh, Queen Latifah as Latifah. well. Yeah. No, but I think there's a TV show talk host um, who's, playing like a, a side lackey character. But um, yeah, I think the problem with Untouchable is, I think for me, I'm just thinking about it in terms of writing perspective that because it's based on a true story and they're trying to remake and refresh a film that came out seven years ago, it has to follow a certain pathway or set, set of tropes and it's going to try and create new jokes where the old ones were like good enough sort of thing. So I think it's going to be kind of hollow echo of what's going on. And I'm just not sure if the Kevin Hart, because uh, I think Kevin Hart is too obviously a comedian, whereas like Omar Sy, he was a bit of a tough guy who said funny things. And I think that's what it's, what it's going to lose because Kevin Hart's got such a big comedy personality. I think it's going to be like a train track of watching him land in jokes um, every time he comes onto the screen. It's like the trailer is set up as a Kevin Hart movie. Mm. And also, weirdly, um, it's the kind of thing you would expect from Brian Cranston if he'd never done Breaking Bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's still the dentist from Seinfeld to me. Yeah, okay. Um, so um, let's take it to the top now. Um, Akosh, do you think this is a film that's uh, worth watching at the cinema, worth watching online, or give it a miss? I'm giving a miss. I'm, I'm really, 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 really like the uh, the original one. You don't want to spoil those memories. Uh, and then I don't want to see this. I mean, this trailer was enough for, yeah. for me, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that is an untouchable trailer for you. Um, and what about yourself, Dom? Um, in the short term, I'll be giving it a miss. Who knows? I might catch it on a plane or Channel Five one of these days. Mm, but you won't yeah. be going out of your way but to find you it. Have to, you have to see the, you have to see the, the original one. Mm. Yeah. I think we've got a plan to do did that. Did you know that Marilyn Monroe only used to watch Channel 5 in bed? Marilyn Monroe. Wasn't that where? <laughs> Channel 5. Oh, Chanel 5. That was okay. the joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so we've got one um, give it a miss. And are you a give it a miss as well, Dom? Or yeah, which I'm going to give okay, it a miss. So that's a give it a miss from somebody who's seen the original and a give it a miss from somebody who hasn't seen the original so far. Um, Neo Geo. I don't know. I, I, I like to get things a chance, but the original one is amazing, and I'll I'll watch it just to confirm my idea. Okay. But yeah. At the cinema or online? Online. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh yeah. And um, how about yourself? It's Stephen. Nah. Told. No. Nah. Total. Give it a miss. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, I think for me, um, I mean, I like Brian Cranston in. Uh, TV and he's done quite a few a couple of good film roles but I just feel like the and it's kind of strange because we haven't even mentioned Nicole Kidman's part in this film but um, I just think 
I don't think I want to see an Americanized version of a classic film, which is one thing, but I, I, I feel like this is just going to be worse. And this isn't like an evolution of Driving Miss Daisy. Uh, so I think I'm going to give this one a miss, mainly to hold uh, the memory of the original film. So unfortunately for uh, the feature film, The Upside, we are offering you a geeks with opinion of just avoid this one like the plague and if you've got the opportunity try and seek out the intouchable or untouchable from 2011 uh it's a really great watch featuring uh the actors actors francois cluzet omar sai and anne lenai okay so we're going to move on to the next one this is a short trailer um this oh, so it's not going to be a long long time yeah, and it's not going to be a long, long time. But it's, 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 it's have a long-term trailer. Huh? Let's have a long trailer, The Rock and Yeah, obviously not a fan of Elton John music. But we're going we're gonna to listen to uh, the biopic of Mr. Elton John called Rocket Man featuring Taron Egerton. So that was the teaser trailer for the film Rocket Man uh, about the uh, the great music impresario and innovator, I suppose, uh, and the flamboyant Elton John. Uh, what do we think of that little burst there, Stephen? It says it says based on a true fantasy at the end. I like that bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, what do you yeah. think of? Um, Taron Egerton as Elton John. Um, yeah, um, I'm not really that interested, to be honest. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. Why I'm, about, I'm about as interested in this as I am Bohemian Rhapsody. Okay, so <laughs> is is this because you don't like biopics, you don't like Elton John, or you don't think Taron Egerton... I don't really like got... biopics. I've never been a massive fan of Elton John, so those two things were probably... What do you think really... of Taron Egerton as an actor? I don't know. What's he been in? Uh, Eddie <laughs> the Eagle. And Kingsman. he was in the Kingsman, Kingsman one and two. I haven't seen those. Okay. Well, he's one of like Britain's um, newest and brightest talents of okay. like the last like five to. He, he looks. Yeah, he looks sort of like Steve, Steve, Steve yeah. you said uh, the um, which one? One was uh, which? Which one was uh, you been in a cinema last time? Uh, Inception. Inception. But that was the last film that you saw. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the cinema. At the cinema. No, and, uh, but you see after you see films. I've still seen films, but I watch them at home. Can I ask you a question? (laughs) Have you seen, um, I wanted to say, is it, is it Tommy? Yeah. Yes. I used to have the video, yeah. Because um, Elton John's in that and he did Pinball Wizard. Yeah. Yeah. 
And um, I like the- are you afraid of uh, an, a two hour sitting of listening to Elton John's songs? No, not really. I'm just not that. Uh, biopics don't interest me much. Yeah. Unless, you know, fictional ones, mate, you know, like Citizen Kane or. Yeah. You know, but no, no, no I would just, just watch Down John for. Is it because there's been too much about in John's life in the press for it's, you it's to just want not, to see yeah, I, I watch films about subjects that interest me. I'm not somebody who just watch film, just, oh, he's in it, oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah. I, I don't watch loads of films, so I have to, I'm kind of very picky about what I watch. And, yeah, no, and a biopic about Alan John isn't something that I choose. Okay. <laughs> All right, because I'm really interested that you said that because our next opinion is coming from somebody who's actually got a great interest in music. Neo Geo. I'm interested in music. I'm just not interested in 70s, oh. um, you know, well, it's not glam. It's not like good glam rock. Like, uh, like Elton John is not good glam like, rock. Well, no, not, not like Bart <laughs> Bowman or Bowie, is he? Uh, I mean, the, 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 the thing is, I think, so what's wrong with his glam rock compared to Bowling and uh, Bowling? He's more singer-songwriter, you know. Listen to... Listen Bowling to, and Bowling was singer and song, singer-songwriter yeah, as well. Yeah, Bowling's got so much more charisma. Yeah. Do you think it's because he's he was... Elton John's probably more obsessed about the kind of the fashion and celebrity side of it rather than the actual music? I think, I mean, I didn't grow up in the 70s, so I wasn't there at the time when he was, like, massive, so... Yeah. Um, and you know, looking back, it was always Bowie and Mark Bolin that would seem more interesting than Elton John. Yeah. Especially because, like in the eighties, when I was aware of him, he's like he was just like another. Yeah, but according to this trailer, Elton. Middle of the road artist. But according to this trailer, it seemed like Elton John could float as well. Oh, or he yeah, had the yeah. power of levitation yeah, yeah. in his music. But um, let me take this to a near Joe because um, I wanted to say this because I like your opinion compared to his now because Neo Geo's like you're in a band as well, aren't you? Couple, yeah, yeah. And would you say your band have had any influence, uh, or any of the bands you've been, have they had any influence from Elton John at all? Um, yes and no. I mean, he's an amazing songwriter, very talented piano player. Mm. Um, I mean, there's a, there's a song called uh, Tiny Dancer, mm. and he plays that song, just him and a piano in, in, in a live version in the 70s, and it's just amazing. I mean, it's just him and a piano, and it sounds like an orchestra. Um, yeah, to a certain extent, he has been an influence on on, on the music that, that, that we write, but um, going back to the film, um, sometimes films about rock stars and musicians, they make them look like they're a lot more dramatic than they actually are. Yeah. Um, because it, you know, it has to look like uh, the 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 big rock star and mm. the drugs and the excess and all of that. It's a bit, uh, it's it's amplified a bit too much sometimes. I'm not saying that it is on this one because I haven't seen it, but you know, sometimes it is. I that said, I love Elton John. Uh, he has had a, a very long career, uh, which is still ongoing, mm. and um, it might be tricky to 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 squeeze that in a. In a, in the length of a film, maybe. Yeah, sure. You know, but yeah, I mean, love Elton John. Uh, I'm definitely gonna watch the movie because I, I I also love the actor. I, I've seen Eddie Deagle, great movie, great movie. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely gonna watch that. Cool. Uh, and uh, Dom, how do you feel about what you've just seen? 
Um, well, before I say that, can I just say I drove past the spot where Mark Boland died no. like, a couple of days ago. Yeah, wow. in Barnes. And I nearly ran over this Japanese woman who was taking a picture of it. Oh, so I was like, just looking no wonder spot. it's an accident black <laughs> yeah. spot. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds pretty harsh, man. Um, but, I mean, the thing is, is it's like, um, I suppose, Mark, the spirit of Mark Boland's um, circling around that area. But, the, um, but how- yeah, um, I've got to say, uh, Stephen, like, how can you say, like, Elton John is middle of the road compared to Ed Sheeran? Oh, okay, yeah, okay, but I mean... I mean, you cannot but, say, but, like, but, any but, 70s artist who was popular is middle of the road compared to the crap we've got today. Yeah. Like, how is it? Mac, they were brilliant compared to the crap we've got today. Elton John, same thing. It was just by the time I was aware of Elton John when I was growing up, he was already sort of a caricature. Yeah. And, you know, I think the first song he released when I was aware of him was, like, Sacrifice. Oh, you're talking about 90s Elton John, yeah, don't no, you? No, it was late 80s Elton John. So I think Sacrifice was in the 90s. Oh, was it? Okay. Well, yeah, and he was just sort of a kind of, I don't know. He's, Pants. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was never one of the bands in the past Go that to. I listened to, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't, I can't, I'm trying to think of any of my friends who are now and John, but mm. no, more like... Um, Maybe you discarded your friends who liked <laughs> and John. More like Gong and Hawkwind, that was the more of their vibe that was going on. But yeah, definitely, I prefer his 70s stuff in the main to his latter stuff, definitely. Because mm. for some reason, in the 80s, he started to favour a very fake-sounding, synth-heady sound that didn't suit him. I'm not mm. a big fan of piano songs, either. Yeah. It's kind of... Uh, a piano's not my favourite instrument. John it's Lennon? Like, it's like down there with the sax. John Lennon? <laughs> mm. John, Queen? Yeah, no, no, I hate Freddie that. Freddie Mercury? Yeah. Wow, OK. <laughs> Sorry? It's all coming Freddie out Mercury? Now. Freddie Mercury. Piano, piano playing. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I, piano in kind of popular music feels wrong to me. Yeah. It should be guitars. Wow. <laughs> David Bowie, Life on Mars. Yeah, it, sometimes it works, but I'm not, you know... <laughs> if, if, it's like, if it's piano driven, <laughs> piano driven rock is not my thing. Mm. Who's your okay. favourite? Queen, Bohemian Rhapsody. Who's your favourite? I, I, like, I like weird odd music. I like My Bloody Valentine, my favourite band, and... You know, sort of like I like feedback. I like the sound of feedback. Mm. So like early Jesus and Mary Chain, mm. anything kind of not metal, but kind of, you know. Akosh, what, what did you what did you see or think from the? Well, I've um, never been a big Elton uh, John fan, but uh, I like these films about how can somebody growing his career. Yeah, is I like these films. I'm, I think I'm gonna watch in the cinema. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. Maybe we will see. You don't know. It's I not c- this. Uh, this trailer is not was I think so good. I mean. You don't feel that trailer was enough? Yeah. Okay, so let's circle back to Dom. I enjoyed the trailer. Admittedly, yeah. it was a teaser trailer, so it was one minute long. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed it, and I do like Taron Egerton. He's a good actor. I think there was something for me personally. I think there's something interesting about this trailer, which was. Um, it did like two interesting things, which was um, they. I think they've played up the fact that um, uh, this isn't just an actor playing with um, sync sound. Like I think he's actually singing. That he's actually going to be singing and performing the songs rather than just laying on the backing track. And I think it was quite clever the way they got the uh, Elton John, who's kind of famous for almost having a stitched on toupee and then having that scene of Aaron Taranega and just falling through the water and then seeing his hair underwater as well. But um, 
I I think I might be open to watching this film at the cinema because uh, I think there's a lot to kind of be expected of hearing Elton John's story in terms of the meteoric rise, uh, moving from England to America to seek fame and fortune, probably the drug culture he was involved in and probably just come to terms with identity um, because of him coming out so long after. I think he was married like once or twice and stuff like that. So I, I think there could be some interesting elements to tell to the story. And I think that was a good peppery taster of what of things to come, you know? So, Stephen, mm-hmm. tell Hello. me once and for all, don't <laughs> sit on the fence in this one. Is this a film that you're going to watch in the cinema? I don't want to be negative. No, I'm not going to watch it. No, you're not going to watch not, it at not all. In the cinema, no. This is a give it a miss for you. I mean, the thing with biopics, I mean, it just seems to me that read an autobiography or biography, you're going to find out so much more in, yeah. than a two-hour film. Uh, if you want to find out about someone, then, you know, that's the way to go. No, I won't be watching it. Okay, and um, what, uh, so what about yourself, Neo Geo? Uh, I'd probably watch it. Um, I don't, I really don't want to be disappointed. Yeah. I hope I won't be, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll watch it. Why not? Cool, cool, cool. And uh, King Dom, where are we? Based on Tarrant Egerton... And the fact, I believe, that Elton John has produced it and in the past he's been a very, very candid interviewee. Yeah. I think those are the two things that would make it worthwhile. Okay, okay. So you're going to watch it at the cinema? Yeah. Okay, so we've got two go to watch it at the cinemas at the moment, yeah? Um, Akos, take it away. Where are we going with this? Or where will you be when this film comes out? I think I'm going, I'm going to go to cinema. Yeah? Yeah, I'm... I like this this kind of movie. I've been I've, I saw the Bohemian Rhapsody at cinema. Yeah. Oh yeah. Is yeah. it good? Yeah, it wasn't bad. So you saw what yesterday? Bohemian Rhapsody. You seen Bohemian Rhapsody in the cinema? Yeah. Okay, so this is kind of that's got you in the mood for a rocket. I like, I like this. Yeah, I like this this thing. I, I saw. I, I I tried to go to cinema. It uh, was the um, uh, I don't know what was the um, the Jimmy Jimmy Fox the um, I forgot the, the name there. Yeah. yeah. But you ended up seeing Bohemian Rhapsody instead. Yeah. Okay, so um, what I'm going to do is I'll uh, probably put an, uh, Ray, a label Ray, on this. Um, I, I, I pers- Ray is the film that you're thinking of. Yeah. Uh, actually, that was a really good film. I, I think I actually remember taking my mum to see that, actually, because I was, I was so impressed and by that, yeah, what that and was, was and what it represented. Film, it was very good. Yeah, oh, that yeah, was a good biopic. pick, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know, I think with um, Rocketman... I think I really want to watch that at the cinema. Um, I think I'm interested in the story. I'm interested in Taron Egerton as an actor. And like Dom said earlier, I I think um, with Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, it's almost like Freddie Mercury's story has been told through a third party. And I think with the fact that Elton John, this is a film about Elton John as he's alive. Is Elton John involved in this film at all? Yeah, he's the producer. Oh, okay. Yeah, so what I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, because films that I've been impressed by before um, included uh, The Doors as well, which was largely not about The Doors, but the, the life of Jim Morrison and how he came in uh, to everybody's lives. So I think having and access... 
Huh? And then he became Batman. Yeah, but the um, but the the internet, Well, the, that's what the sliding doors are. He's talking about. But I, I think the fact that you've got the artist and the access, the actor has access to the artist, and he's not dying and he's in full health. And like you said, he's a candid interviewee. We could be seeing like a very open and visceral uh, biopic, or the exact opposite because he's involved. Uh, we'll have to see. But, um, I've uh, got high hopes for this. I think yeah. he is going to be honest about his struggles with drugs, etc. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so what we're going to say with Rocket Man is we're going to make this a uh, must-watch at the cinema uh, with our four votes to your measly one. <laughs> so it looks like you're going to get picked up in the murder mile somewhere <laughs> and dragged off somewhere to a cinema to watch Rocket Man in January 2019. So beware of pit barber shops uh, with barber carvers. Um, so um, that was the end of uh, Trailer Talk. And um, if you're interested in watching any of these films, uh, we tried to nominate uh, films that are going to be a few weeks or a few months ahead of time. So when you do get to hear our podcast, you'll be having a valuable tool uh, to your decision making about what you want to watch uh, we're going to bring this episode or segment to a close so thanks to our co-presenter co-presenters Akosh hey. King Dom bye guys it's Stephen Code see ya and our impeccable sound controller controller engineer Neo Geo goodbye thank you I've been your host Trevor and you were listening to Geeksweat. These are our end credits, so we invite you to subscribe as well. Geeksweat is also available on Castbox, FM, iTunes, Stitcher, and also Spotify. You can download either of these apps to listen to us. If you want to support the podcast by generating an interview question, being a guest, or simply becoming a sponsor, please email film at instigateonline.com. We will have more in store. Feel free to rate and review us inside your podcast platform. If you don't have time to do so, tell a friend and we will be just as grateful. You also can find us on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook under the hashtag GeekSweat. That's G-E-E-K-S-W-E-A-T. That's G-E-E-K-S-W-E-A-T. This podcast thrives on our listeners, so thank you for sharing your ears to show you we care. We, we have some to save you, Waffle. waffle.